This is Saturday Morning Mysteries. And we're your hosts, Alexis and Grace. Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another installation of Saturday Morning Mysteries, where we are your hosts. I'm Alexis. I'm Grace. And we are back for what we are very excited for, a very Mm -hmm. special month in the various houses in which we live across (laughs) different coastlines of this country. country. Across the country. But yes, many of you are probably aware that, at least if you're watching this on the day that it's being released, that it is now October. Mm -hmm. And October is known for many, many things. But most importantly, Mm -hmm. I guess on the very last day of October, (laughs) we celebrate one of the greatest holidays out there, none other than Halloween. Halloween! A day where we get to celebrate all things spooky, creepy, weird, maybe criminal, but don't actually do any criminal activities. Nope, nope, nope. But... This being a podcast and podcast focused on classic animated shows that deal with Mm. crime and mystery and whatnot and monsters, we figured what better way than to do something special for the month of October, right? (laughs) So this month, we have a nice surprise planned for you all. Rather than sticking on just one show and doing like an eight episode arc of that show as we have done in the past, we're going to do something fun. Every week this month, we are going to recap or retell an episode of a classic animated show, but the episode is Halloween focused. Okay. Uh So you all may be like, wow, are there really that many Halloween episodes of cartoons? Surprisingly, actually, there are quite a few because Grace and I have each found two that we are going to cover this month. So we've got Mm -hmm. four weeks of awesome content. And uh, yeah, we're super excited for this and we're really looking forward to the creepy tales that we will be involved in. I even, I even dress the part wearing my orange and black, (laughs) partially because the bangles are playing today. Shameless plug from a bangles and also because orange (laughs) and black are the colors of Halloween. So I'm very excited and themed out, ready to go. Yeah. And yes, and Grace will be doing our first episode today as well. Yes, I, uh, you like you said, no, I'm just so excited because I also love Halloween. I love this mm-hmm. entire month. Fall is my favorite season and I'm ready to get spooky, ooky with it and do Halloween episodes for everyone. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I'm very, very excited for today's episode. Ooh. I think I say that every week, but I'm going to say it again and keep mm-hmm. saying it. Can yes. I say very quickly? I. I feel like maybe I skirted over it in that intro, but we're doing whatever cartoon, classic cartoon we can think of here, y'all. So it's not like Grace Mm -hmm. and I know exactly what show we're going to be talking about. Mm -hmm. And so also we're going to be looking at different characters and different shows every week, just as a heads up. So yes, thank you. Sorry. Yes. No. Yes. Good plug. Yeah. Um, And before I tell you what show or episode I'm doing or anything like that, um, we're we're I'm going to talk a little bit about some background as per usual sometimes yes. um and especially for this episode where we're kicking things off um I will say that this is not I guess overtly a Halloween episode except for the fact that it originally aired on Halloween which thus inherently made it a Halloween episode yeah so it counts to me as one um, and because I wanted to get into the darker side of Halloween to kick off our our little month-long arc here, 
um, kind of the creepy, darker side of Halloween, the one where true evil and horror lies within, aka really the most fun side of Halloween. And Alexis, that side of things is right down in hell with the devil. Oh, God. So, uh huh. Yes. So, briefly, let's talk about the history of Halloween here um, and how this does have to do with the devil. So, Halloween originated according to history.com like 2,000 years ago with the ancient Celts. So, they, Celts, 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 I don't know. Like Celtic, Celtic, that's what you mean? Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't know so, how you pronounce, anyway, whatever. Yes. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. We're not historians. I just read history. As you know. <laughs> as, as, as you well know. know. <laughs> um, and so they marked the end of the summer harvest and the start of winter on November 1st. And now, to no surprise, winter during the time those times in the UK, what is now the modern UK area, mm-hmm. were very rough and marked with, you know, a lot of death because it was pretty mm-hmm. grim and just a lot of rain and that kind of shit and cold weather. Yeah. So the night before November 1st, a.k.a. October 31st, a.k.a. Mm -hmm. Halloween, they celebrated uh, a holiday where they thought the boundaries between the worlds of the living and the dead became blurred and the ghosts of the dead could return to Earth. Hmm. And over time, and most notably when the what has now become the modern day Christian religion and the Pope. Uh, they wanted to stamp out pagan traditions like this and make everyone a Christian. So they took this pagan holiday of, again, blurring the boundaries between life, the living and the dead. I'm like, how can we, you know, capitalize on this day? They're already celebrating it, but make it Christianized. <laughs> uh, so they were like, okay, let's, let's co-opt this and make it a Christian holiday. Yeah. And Around this time when they were trying to Christianize it, they went and looked into all of the legends that related to this pagan holiday uh, and learned that a really common theme was kind of a trickster who tried to trick humans into things. Ah. And of course, the Christians made this trickster Satan. And there are still many legends that we celebrate on Halloween today that uh, come from this kind of Christianizing of trickster legends around this pagan holiday, including Mm -hmm. one about a folk figure who trapped Satan in a tree and only let him down by having Satan agree that he would never take this man's soul. But of course, Satan said, sure, you know, there's always a, there's always a, you know, fine, fine print on Satan deals, double Uh deals that when this man died, um, the man couldn't go to heaven or couldn't go to hell. Uh, And so he was actually just left wandering the earth as a spirit. Um, And he was trying to get into either one uh, heaven or hell. And Satan was like, get out of here. And threw Mm, coal at him. Yeah. yeah, We made a deal. You're not coming in here, sucker. Uh, He threw a piece of coal at the man and the man used this piece of coal to light his way kind of in the unknown. Uh, he was doomed to wander in the unknown for eternity. And he put that piece of coal in his lantern and this man's name happened to be Jack. And mm-hmm. that's why we call them Jack-o'-lanterns. Interesting. Interesting. Yes. Wow. So. Did he, never mind. Keep going. I have Sorry. no further information. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> Don't ask me well, any follow-up questions. He was okay. not a pumpkin. <laughs> that's what a I was going to ask. 
No, it was just a lantern. Okay. Okay. That's what I was going to ask. His name was Jack. (laughs) Yep. 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 Um, So the connection between the devil and the Halloween are many, again, because of Christianity coming in and co-opting this day, um, with even some very crazed religious people in modern days. And I guess, you know, the last couple centuries, which is modern because this holiday has been around for 2000 years, um, being anti-Halloween because they claim it's a day of evil devil worshiping. Sorry. Yes. And so Uh. we're about to get into it. I don't know exactly when like the fever pitch of like anti-Halloween sentiment hit, but I do know that there was a fever pitch of Satan paranoia, at least in Mm -hmm. America. And I mentioned it actually in a crime caper that may or may not have been released at this point when this episode comes out, um, known as the satanic panic. So we're going to step away from Halloween itself for a second here and all of its, you know, brief, obviously the history of Halloween is much more in depth than what I just gave, but we're going to briefly talk about the satanic panic Mm. because it's very important for today's episode. So the satanic panic in brief, there's a w- many great, incredible podcasts that get into it, but essentially it was a fucking crazy time in the U.S., mm-hmm. uh, roughly starting in the 1980s, lasting through the 90s, and some may say even today in different forms and under different veils. Mm-hmm. But essentially it was a time of baseless conspiracy theories that there were satanic cults committing mass child abuse all around the country. Hundreds, if not thousands, by some accounts, of cases were investigated, with some people even going to prison due to essentially witness tampering because all of the witnesses were children, mm-hmm. essentially trying to please scary authority figures who were wrapped up in this mass hysteria. Some of the origins of it were really kicking off by huge cultural shifts that were happening in North America at the time, most notably, or in part notably, uh, women entering the workplace in mass, and thus, who's at home to take care of the children? We're just leaving them with strangers now. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's a lot of nuances going on there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and so, uh, in part at this time, a book came out called Michelle Remembers, in which mm-hmm. a woman, I think it was a Canadian book, actually, in which a woman under recovered memory therapy, which is what we briefly mentioned in a crime caper, kind yeah. of hypnosis type of things, said that her mother abused her via a satanic cult that her mother was in, apparently, mm-hmm. according to these, what is false memories, although... The woman, Michelle, has never, Michelle remembers, has never recanted any of this. Uh She did go on to, like, marry, I'm pretty sure, the psychologist who, like, took her through all of this. And then they wrote this book and got a lot of bank off of it. Anyways. Oh, red flags. But okay. Red flags everywhere. Yeah. Red devilish flags everywhere. Red flags, yeah. But So, Mm -hmm. yes. uh, With a country fraught with change and anxieties, the 80s were also a time of transition, like I said, women entering the workplace, uh, this book becoming a bestseller. Um, But something also very interesting about this time is that this time in America, this early 80s, was when the country really started to face and realize that child abuse happens most often within the home. 
most notably sexual child abuse. So a little mm. bit of a trigger warning here. We're going to talk about it briefly. Um, according to New York Times article from 2021 by Alan Uhas, Michelle remembers uh, was really important because instead of putting the, it basically allowed us to find other causes and other reasons for sexual child abuse coming to the forefront. Other so than in, these crazy kids in their goth clothing. Right. And so <laughs> instead of seeing the problems with society, like systemic child abuse uh, in the family because of people and adults being fucked up within their own homes and neighborhoods, all of a sudden Michelle remembers and other books like this allowed society put the blame somewhere else, which was satanic ritual abuse oh the opposite of what i said got yeah, it yeah, yeah. That's why I was <laughs> okay never mind I was like, I see, yeah. we'll go on but gotcha. i see what you mean now <laughs> but what you just said is very relevant because kids in goth clothing and that type of stuff led to huge things like the west memphis three i was where, gonna say <laughs> yep three paradise boys, lost <laughs> yeah exactly who just like kind of sort of liked quote-unquote like edgy shit were charged mm-hmm. with murder because of investigators who were completely wound up in the satanic panic. Again, looking out instead of saying, look at the horrible things people and family members can actually do because people are fucked up. They're instead saying, look, it's because of Satan that people are fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, where, you know, in West Memphis 3, one of the boys literally got the death penalty because of this. That's a whole, there's, again, go look at other podcasts. It's an incredible. Paradise Lost, uh, I think, two-part documentary. There's part one and part two. It's either on Amazon Prime or Netflix. Super good. Or one might be on each. Super good. Either way, documentaries covering that story. Yeah. Yep, exactly. The saga. Um, So that's, you know, one of the examples. There's also the McMartin preschool case where seven teachers were arrested because of ludicrous claims by literal preschoolers that there were satanic abuse rituals happening at the preschool, including like tunnels carved out and built under the preschool, teachers flying. <laughs> yes. Do you know how underfunded schools are? <laughs> <laughs> they cannot afford to dig tunnels. Preschool <laughs> they... teachers do not make nearly enough money to be doing that shit. Okay. I'm they sorry. can they have to use their own money for art supplies. Like you think you they're think bringing they're their own shovels? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like sorry. where is this funding for any of this? There is none. There is none. So um, um with uh this time again the 80s and 90s in America again like what what really helped solidify this satanic panic beyond just conspiracy theory land is authority figures legitimizing this panic um and emphasizing and legitimizing the sense that there's devil worshiping abusers all around you instead of just being like hey Maybe your husband or like aunt or uncle are just real fucked up people type mm-hmm. of thing. Um, so that comes from, yeah, again, police, uh, parents, PTA, mayors, legislators, all yep. taking a legal action and legitimizing these claims. And of course, mainstream media eating that shit up and sensationalizing it even more on places mm-hmm. like 2020. And just losing their minds about it. So for about a decade and a half, this was like overtaking America. I think there's something like um, 12,000 cases 
were like, oh my God. Yeah. Brought, it's like in the thousands of cases were brought around this. Um, there, there are some special cases uh, where um, parents were like, well, maybe I did do this. My children are saying I did. Maybe it's my own repressed memory that I must have done it and forgotten about it. Yeah. There was a case where a dad, his three kids, he was like, yeah, I, they said I did. Maybe I repressed this memory too. He went to jail for like decades until his kids became adults and his kids were like, we got tricked by the police. This never happened. And like tricked by psychologists and hypnosis and shit. They recanted. He was able to get out of jail, but like Good. very but his serious life is ruined still. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As and are their the life many is others ruined. who fell down the same path. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So huge trauma by many, many levels, all because again, society was like, we can't be that horrible. It must be the devil. Right. Which as you can <laughs> see through things like the history of Halloween, the devil's always been the scapegoat of things. Oh, uh, which don't get me started on that. Anyway, yes. sorry. Yeah. But in not case a religious forgot, podcast, folks. Yes, we're not a religious podcast. We're not a history podcast. We are a cartoon crime podcast. <laughs> so what the hell does all this have to do with cartoon crime? Yes. <laughs> which I would like to note the topic of our podcast, cartoon crime, is just as fake as some of those crimes that people were accused of during the satanic panic. <laughs> hey. So uh. why did I tell you about the devil? And Halloween and the Satanic Panic, where I'm sure the zealots were most anti-Halloween during that time, because mm -hmm. again, it was a devil-worshipping holiday. Yeah. Because not only does our episode today, Alexis, have to do with the devil, but this episode came out in 1992 on Halloween, and due to its Satanic depictions and themes, it was immediately banned Oh. And pulled from circulation to the point where it's not even on Disney Plus. What? Oh shit! We're doing a can't a legitimately canceled yes. episode. Oh, yes, a legitimately wait. canceled episode that I had to dig on the internet to find. Oh it, gosh! According to the wiki, it was only ever like released on like a like the German circulation of like VHSs on it. Like, it's like German dubbed, and you're like watching it with English subtitles. <laughs> like it was banned through and through in the United States. Like no even like release on VHSs, DVDs. Blu-ray, any of that shit. Disney Plus has no record of it. Also, so this was Germans. Like, yeah, I know they were like, it. fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're all about we were the pagans. Like, let, let us have right, it. We started baby. this shit. This is ours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we claim it. Yeah. Yeah. We own up. We'll to trade it. you. <laughs> yes. So, like, that I think is also like a good point of like how extreme the satanic panic was this was 1992 i think the west memphis through was in like 95 or something like that mm -hmm. like this mm -hmm. is we are in the heart of the satanic panic that a cartoon mm -hmm. episode got pulled from the air and completely banned because Which, parents like, freaked out about it so much yeah sorry that that's crazy i mean yeah. Yeah. we'll see there's no reason for it besides like there's a devil in it so, and it came out on Halloween, which then tied it to more like satanic pagan things. So mm -hmm. anyways, wow. this episode wow. is called Hot Spells by 
Darkwing Duck. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, you said yep. Disney. I was like, what Disney show? Although Disney Disney cancels a lot of shit or makes people rewrite a lot of shit with uh, yep. devils in it. So it's like, what show? Yeah, Darkwing, Darkwing Duck. Duck, which has does 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 do some more, you know, in our in our crime sagas, a little more edgy stuff, a little darker stuff. Yeah. And the fact, and like they're very smart ahead of their times. The mm-hmm. fact that they released this in 1992 on Halloween. They knew what they were doing. They did. They were like, go they ahead, knew. pull it, pull it. it was, yeah, yeah, like, fuck it. See what happens. And then they <laughs> did, and they were like, oh. We saw that coming. We knew. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so before we get into this episode, there's one more holdup that we need to talk about. Okay. A holdup about something that happens in this episode that I was shooketh by. It's not the devil things. It's not Satan. It's not Halloween. It's the presence of a character named Morgana, who she is like a bride of Frankenstein looking duck. She's tall. She's got like the tight like Elvira slash uh, Morticia Adams dress on the tall black hair with the white stripe, which is fine. Love the look. Love the two. She was an evil sorceress. But by this point in the universe, she's not anymore. The issue here is that in this episode, she is portrayed as Darkwing Duck's girlfriend. Oh, no. False. They even kiss in this episode. Uh-uh. So here's the thing. <laughs> here's my wild speculation before we start this episode. Before this destroys our very true theory that DW and Launchpad are actually husbands, mm-hmm. I now believe that, uh, well, okay, also because Launchpad isn't even in this episode. So uh. I believe the fact that like, okay, here's the thing, you know, Two modern dads, a couple raising their adopted daughter, also being low-key superheroes. Clearly, they're untraditional household. So Mm -hmm. I believe that DW and LP actually might have a healthy, well-maintained, non-monogamous relationship. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Well, they They are are living, they're living in the future. Yeah, exactly. They're their number one base. They're exclusively Goslin's dads, mm-hmm. but they also healthily carry out other romantic relationships on the side. But at the end of the day, they come home to each other still. Gotcha. Um, like we said, the writers were ahead of their times. They were. Can I posit yes. one other theory? Um, yes. I think that the real reason why this episode was banned is not because it showed the <laughs> devil, but because it- <laughs> because of that. Yeah. We have to show an ethical monogamous relationship. We can't show Darkwing cheating on LP. Oh, so it's not the devil? No, the devil's fine. No, it's yeah. violating traditional heterosexual monogamous relationships. We can't have that on Disney. We can't have that. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh-huh. Um so uh, one last thing about Morgana that's important for this episode is that, um, again, she's like a sorceress slash witch. And within the Darkwing Duck universe, there's like a whole sub-universe a la like Harry Potter of magic users. Mm-hmm. She happens to be one of them, but DW and Goslin are like in on the whole situation, even as normals, as they call them, aka muggles. Muggles. So with all of that very long intro... We're finally getting into our episode here. Awesome. Oh my God, I can't wait. Yes. We join Morgana, 
Darkwing, and Goslin on a special trip back to Morgana's alma mater school or her university, mm-hmm. um, which is basically like Hogwarts. Um, and she's been invited back to give a presentation on her latest groundbreaking magical research to all of the professors there and academics from around the magical world are coming in to hear her speech and like her accomplishments. So DW joined for moral and emotional support. And I think Goslin joined because she, one, thinks magic is cool as fuck and is obsessed mm-hmm. with it. And two, I think LP was maybe like off on a romantic weekend with like someone else and couldn't babysit yeah. Goslin. And so Goslin went with Darkwing, you know, because again, they healthy, well-maintained, good communication, good coordination. So they arrive at the school and they're immediately greeted uh, with family of Morgana, old professors who are all embracing her. They also see how excited Goslin is about mm-hmm. their powers and magic. And they're so excited. They're like showing off in front of her. They're like trying to hype up her natural curiosity. She's on cloud nine. I will say they're like a little bit judgy on Darkwing because he's dating Morgana and he's a normal. Um, oh, yes. okay. Malfoy's. Darkwing, Jeez. yeah, definitely has a little bit of ego hits because of their like non-magic racism underlining yeah. this whole episode. Yeah. But he just deals with that and funny antics on the side. So it's not just the academics and teachers and again, Morgana's family that know about the arrival of Morgana, but more importantly, the arrival of Darkwing to this school. So due to the magical spirit of this school, it's keyed into a lot of other ooky, spooky, magical aspects, including something that you've speculated about before, Alexis, other planes and worlds. Ah. Specifically, I think the magical nature of this school allows it to be connected a la like Amtrak style to other planes, including (laughs) one of the most infamous. Hop on. Hell. Of course. And who do we have in hell lounging around as he is wont to do until he notices Darkwing Duck suddenly appear on the magical radar? The one, the only. Beelzebub specifically. Oh, okay. Wow. If we had pretty classy with their demon selection. Oh, oh, they did. (laughs) If we had the copyright to Bohemian Rhapsody, I would request that you insert the part right here where the (laughs) opera singers Beelzebub. I'm not gonna sing it so we don't get sued. I don't know the rights of I mean if we act like we're just commenting on the social impact of that song, then it's fair use so we can throw it in. It's fair. Great social commentary. It's social commentary. So real quick, for those who don't know, in Christianity, there's a lot of history in this episode because I was so excited about this episode. (laughs) So in Christianity, Beelzebub is simply another name for Satan, and he appears throughout the Bible by this name. But like all things, there's a very long history to Beelzebub himself. Uh, The kind that gets passed around over time from different cultures and different meanings behind the name. So this ranges from Beelzebub being defined as one of the seven princes of hell to being literally translated as the Lord of Flies uh, to being a 16th century occult tradition uh, in which Beelzebub led a successful revolt against the devil himself. Mm. Two other places saying he's a fallen angel, second only in command to Lucifer himself. 
So long story short, Beelzebub appears for thousands of years as a pretty radical demon dude slash Satan. So yes, in this episode of Darkwing Duck, our Beelzebub is down in hell, literally channel surfing people across the world to see like whose soul does he want to try and steal, corrupt and destroy. And hilariously... He's clicking through and there's a politician giving a campaign speech and he literally goes, politicians, eh, too easy. And yeah. clicks for the next one. <laughs> Again, Damn. hilarious. Yeah. Oh my Fridays God. So many Duck. reasons. Yeah. They're yeah. They're it. like, they knew, they knew this one yep. wasn't never going to hit the screens besides <laughs> yeah, in Germany. Like, let's go all in at this point. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, he's, he's our classic looking Satan. He's all red. He's got a pointed tail with bright red eyes, uh, long goatee and a little curly mustache. Um, and he's also usually wearing a cape and has a big old trident. So, uh, again, he, after he passed through all the politicians that are too easy pickings, he wanted a challenge. He wanted bigger, he wanted a bigger get for a soul basically mm-hmm. and that's when he sees Darkwing duck suddenly easily accessible again an amtrak right away an amtrak from hell to our world the cardinal uh, line straight from our world yep, he can get there <laughs> lickety split no stops etc etc uh and to beelzebub Darkwing is the ideal target as he is the bastion of justice and goodness mm. so uh, like any good devil, though, or any good Satan, the goal here is to capture his soul, but never in a straightforward, easy way. He has to do it with trickery and cunning. So Beelzebub literally explains that, like, he's stepping out tonight and goes to prepare for that. Yep, he is like on Street cloud life. nine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's coming out. He's gonna take of your hell. soul. <laughs> yeah. he, he won't let it go. <laughs> <laughs> Social commentary on the song. Don't sue us. Yeah. Whoever wrote the song, whoever produced the song. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways, <laughs> so back on the magical earthly plane, uh, DW and Goslin are getting a tour of the school by Morgana and some of the teachers before her presentation. You know, they stop by an auditorium where the presentation will be later. They pass by a library, which is explicitly called the Library of Forbidden Spells. And it has skulls all over the door. And I don't know why they would keep a library like this in a university, like, full of students. Because Morgana tells DW, like, yeah, the spells are so evil. They'll risk your soul. Anyways, let's keep going. (laughs) Don't go in there, students. Yeah. (laughs) Like and in like case you couldn't tell how detrimental it is going in there. This is evil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and they also stop by uh some classes. Um, and Goslin is immediately fascinated in these classes because she sees students learning spells and making potions. Mm-hmm. And because of all of her excitement, Darkwing is like, Yeah, and one of the professors are like, Yeah, you can sit down on a class, girl. Like see what happens in magic school. Like everyone's basically so stoked that she's like a normal is so excited by this. Mm-hmm. Um, so they leave her in a class as Darkwing, Morgana and the other professors continue on, on the tour. And then also Morgana and Darkwing go to prepare her presentation for that afternoon. Unfortunately though, even magic ass schools have something we all hate math class. <laughs> I know. What does a wizard need to know math for? 
or apparently a lot. So yes, Goslin feels exactly how we do. She (laughs) is in that class openly complaining that like, this is so boring. This is about equations and formulas, even though like the students and professor are like doing an equation saying it and then like poof like a little monster like a little familiar pops out Mm. and like making potions and cool shit happens but again goslin's in the back just like this sucks the little (laughs) like monster by her and she's like this is so boring lame fuck around (laughs) with these potions right in front of me and so she does it immediately like shit explodes and the professor kicks her out of the class all of the students are sneering and laughing at her that like she did this she fucked some stuff up they're like this is so beyond your reach as a normal like (laughs) you'll never be one of us Mm -hmm. and kick her out so goslin is pissed she's storms out and she's like stomping around the school upset both obviously by the bullying she just endured but also upset because obviously, yeah, I know the bullying that she did herself. Yes, yeah, like, I mean, get into. no one deserves to be bullied, but you did right. do something really dumb. So yes, exactly. Yeah. Like you deserve to get in trouble for that. Gosling. Yeah, at least get in trouble. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but also upset uh, kind of underlying here is that she's just jealous that she can't do magic and everyone else can. She thinks it's unfair and she just so badly wants to be a part of this and is now feeling like there's no way she can, like they're not going to accept her. Like how is she going to be able to do magic? It's so cool, but like, I just can't. And so underlying some other complicated emotions there. Um, And this starts to like boil into anger And she starts to kind of be like, no, I want to prove to people, like, I can do magic. Like, I'm not dumb. Like, screw this. Yeah. And so she's kind of like, (laughs) right, exactly. You can't do magic. A lot of emotions (laughs) there. Yeah, it's okay. So she gets up from her father. (laughs) uh, From DW. To conclusion. (laughs) Yes, to DW. uh, From DW. And so as she's like kind of storming around the school, kind of like, in her own little world, she runs into the janitor of the school. And he is like a sweet old man who's like rocking like, you know, cute little overalls. He's got like a, you know, like a old timey like cap on. He's rocking like a Santa beard. So he's just like a sweet little old man and is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, first of all, he's like, she like tripped over his broom. So like, she was like, are you okay? Like, what's going on, kid? Like, are, yeah, like, are you okay? What What is this? Yeah. And so he's like the first adult after like this experience of getting ridiculed who like stops and actually listens and hears yeah. her out and is Sees like, her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And she's like sitting there being like, I'm so embarrassed. Like this sucks. Like, I just want to do magic so badly. And he's just like, I hear you. I hear you. Like, yeah, math does suck. I get it. Like, it's okay, kid. But obviously, like, his job isn't actually to sit around all day and listen to students. So eventually, he's just like, okay, bye. (laughs) Cleaning over here. (laughs) Keep doing my actual job here. Um, Bye. Bye. Um, Little girl that I've never seen before and who appears to not even be enrolled in this school. Clearly doesn't go here. Like, I don't have time for you. (laughs) Yeah. And so he starts walking away. But Goslin, of course... And this reminds me of like in our Darkwing Duck arc, your original impression of Goslin. It was just, just like, girl, calm down. Like, you're a little annoying. I will say she's a little pushy in this episode. Yeah. yeah. 
We still love her. She's yeah, so we awesome. still love her. Gosselin is a G, but she is yes. like nine or eight yes, or something. Exactly. So she's it's an like, eight-year-old kid. Uh, yeah, a little too She's much energy. some emotional roller coasters right yeah. now. And someone just yeah. showed her kindness. So she follows him. Yeah. But he started heading towards the Forbidden Library. To mm. which she's like, whoa, 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 you can't go in there. You can't go in there. And he's like, look, kid, here's the thing. Don't tell anyone, but like on the DL, nobody goes in here. So I moved all the banned books just to like boxes in the basement. I'm the only one who has keys. So like, I just filled this up with like books I like to read. And like, I just kind of hang out in here. Like, this is my like peace <laughs> and quiet awesome. area now. Yeah. yeah. He's just like, okay, like that's kind of the sitch. So like, you don't go here. So it's cool that I tell you that. So like, little child who cool. I just met. Yeah. yeah so like, I'm going to go. Bye. And yeah. so he opens up and he walks in, like clearly being like, see ya. But again, Goslin slips right in behind him. Mm. So again, first of all, Goslin, this is like a total stranger. And you were just like, okay, sounds good. I'm going to come in with you. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm jumping the gun here, but where the fuck is Darkwing? He's point? still, he's with Morgana. He's still, they think she's just like okay yeah but okay okay just yeah, yeah. they so think she's like, like touring around and yeah and then like yeah, he's gotcha. helping morgana get like things ready again they think yeah. she's in class this whole time okay. and so as the door shut she immediately starts begging him like please can you like help me you gave me such good like comforting advice like please 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 i just want to learn magic so badly and like very clearly he just told her like this is his personal space and like this is not his job and so he like is just like okay fine yes fine okay <laughs> like very clearly like get out of my fucking hair kid if i and tell so, you will you please leave yeah. yeah and so he like grabs like a book off the shelf and it was called magic made easy so it's clearly like a kid's book he yeah. just like flips it open and is like this is how you read it here you go and like shoves it to her which she has to try the spell then in there. And he's just like, oh my God. Hey, yeah, do the spell. Do the Fine. spell. Go ahead. Sure. So she does it. And a little monster familiar pops out of thin air. And she's like, oh my God, like I can do magic. It worked. And like, she's like, please, please show me more. Please, please, please. And he's like, like you have a whole book, little girl. Look, <laughs> Literally he goes, <laughs> You don't have a library card, but I'll let you take this one out of here if you read it elsewhere. <laughs> and I so he literally guy. like shows her out of the library with like the little monster and like book into it. It's like a huge book and she's super tiny. So now and she like, like has her own familiar as well. She's yes, like, there's her own little oh monster my- familiar. And he just shuts the door behind her. He's <laughs> like, please leave me alone. Yeah, he, like chains it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like triple locks it. Please, yeah, please do so, not come back here. Yeah, he's like, I, I, this is where I put my feet up. GTFO, please. <laughs> so Goslin's first stop is the auditorium slash like theater area. First, because like any good showman, she's got to find a sorceress costume now that she can do magic. So she yeah. goes to the theater department and finds adorably like these little like oversized robes. And she's got like a pointy hat. that has got like little bat wings on it and like a big old <laughs> amulet. That's oh. very cute. <laughs> um, and so second, she goes there because she knows that's where Morgana and Darkwing are going to be preparing for the presentation. And she wants to show off her magic skills. Like she's super proud of it, which totally makes sense. So she runs to the stage where Morgana and Darkwing now are. 
And she immediately casts the spell from the book uh, that she kind of like tucks the book into her robes because um, she was able to like downsize the book with magic. Um, and another familiar pops up. And this time it's like this huge like monster that is somehow very thirsty because this lady monster sees Darkwing and immediately starts chasing him with like hard eyes. Oh my like God. Isis from your episode. <laughs> yeah. A long time ago. <laughs> so uh, her ghost, her demon, whatever. Yep, exactly. So while Darkwing is running around, like tr- getting chased by like this monster who's trying to kiss him, Morgana, a la like a stepmother, throws some mad shade at Goslin. And it's basically like, How'd you learn how to do this? You got to be able to do math to do this, which I know you can't do. Damn. Damn. Oh, God. (laughs) So Goslin tries to defend herself by being like, math is like so easy. What are you even, what's the big deal? Like, I totally know how to do it. Like, I learned this in the class, lickety split, and no problem. And Morgana is like, there's no way that's true. <laughs> what do you do? Like, you clearly did something bad that you're not supposed to do. I don't buy this at all. I mean, both things can be true. <laughs> exactly. She can be good at math and have also stolen or improperly acquired that. How book many of mathematicians magic. have been evil? Probably a lot. Probably a, at least a handful, if not many. At least. At least. Many. Yeah. So, how many good people have? also been good at math less a few (laughs) (laughs) and so uh with this morgan is like did you go into the library goslin and goslin's like girl it's chill like of course because he told his secret to an eight-year-old she immediately tells morgana like all the bad books are gone like they're moving to the basement yeah i went in there and it's fine but at that exact moment where morgana's like he did what now with all like the very yeah. dangerous books? He just put them in boxes where anyone can find them. Um, other professors come in, including the dean of the school, who see Goslin's familiars and are amazed. They basically call her a prodigy and are like, holy shit, this normal was able to figure out magic. Like, mm-hmm. this is incredible. Morgana, basically, they're like, cut your presentation short. We don't care about it anymore. We want this normal who turned into a magician to show all these academics how she did this. Like, this is a modern marvel. No one has done this before. This is our show now because all of these great minds are here. Oh my gosh. Yes. I almost have too many things I want to say, so I won't say anything. <laughs> we'll get to it at the end. <laughs> this episode is a roller coaster. So Morgana is obviously pissed. She's mm-hmm. like... This is my groundbreaking, like, research. Like, I'm here to perform, and now this little lying brat of a kid, like, again, remember, Morgana used to be an evil sorceress, so she's like, this fucking kid is ruining my time to shine. Mm -hmm. So, Goslin is like, yeah, that's great. Um, I gotta go, like, pick out which spells I wanna do, uh, and, like, runs out to be like, uh, I gotta figure out some other spells that I already saw my familiar stuff, like, She's basically like cramming for a test yeah. that she clearly didn't study for, being like, shit, 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 shit. Please. When you so, lied on the resume. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, I know how to code. Okay, write this program. 
Uh, uh, let me go to the bathroom real quick. Like scrolling through your phone, something. Yeah, like exactly. Learn. That's basically what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but Morgana, again, not trusting Goslin, kind of trails her to be like, what's going on here? She sees Goslin flipping through the book. Morgana immediately recognizes the book as, you guessed it, maybe, one of the forbidden books. Mm-hmm. But before Morgana can say anything, a pair of red hands appear from behind her, cover her mouth, and rip Morgana away. Whoa. Goslin doesn't notice, though, because she her head's just deep in the book, cramming for the studying. exam. Mm-hmm. Studying. Mm-hmm. Um, she's able to find the janitor again because she knocks on the door, being like, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Help, help. Can you give them, like, help me learn another spell? He literally just, like, flips it open, like, takes a couple notes on the book and is like, here you go, and then closes the door on her again. Again, <laughs> being like, bro, get out of my space. Please leave me alone. Yeah. Yes. But, you know, she's still nervous, but she's like, okay, I can do this other spell. He, you know, he took some quick notes from me, some annotations to help him make it easier. I got this. So Goslin takes the stage to show off her, like, magical powers, how she's done all of this. She's, like, a little nervous, but she recites the spell chosen from the book. But then screams erupt all around the auditorium as, as soon as she finishes the last word of her spell, an enormous, essentially sinkhole rips the ground apart behind her on stage. Flames pour out of it, followed by a slowly rising gate with like red glowing all around it. One of the (laughs) professors scream that this is the gates of fire, which is one, literally just a description of what they're seeing, a gate surrounded by fire, but (laughs) also hell, yes. Like, I can do that too. She says that everyone looks at her like, no shit. (laughs) It's gates of fire. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, we see this. (laughs) So from these gates emerges multiple little devils with little tridents and pitchforks, more flames, and Beelzebub, who Mm -hmm. Goslin immediately gasps at because even though there's no longer a white beard or overalls on him, Mm -hmm. she immediately recognizes the devil as the janitor who gave her the book in the Forbidden Library. And clearly the spell she performed was specifically to grease those wheels to open the portal between the magical world and hell. Oof. So all of the other small devils start pouring out of the gates and flooding the theater and like capturing all of the professors um, as Beelzebub opens the gates wider to reveal in the flames behind him Morgana who's tied up to a stake. Well, she's tied up to a stalagmite, as I learned in our previous episode. Go back and listen a few episodes ago, everyone. Uh, The difference between stalactites and stalagmites. Mm -hmm. Uh, But all are basically like witch trials. She's like tied up to it. And above all the screams and the fighting going on between like the small devils and the professors who are being easily bested by them, Beelzebub explains that he will willingly let Morgana go only if Darkwing takes her place in hell. And even though Morgana begs him not to, and Goslin is freaking out begging him not to, Darkwing immediately agrees to the switch. Oh no. Oh my gosh. So with the snap. He didn't even ask LP first. No. (laughs) 
nope this is like the oh, wild no. like weekends that yeah. they have separately like he's like what I'll else is that to get out of knows? this yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right and so uh immediately with like a snap of his devilly fingers with his long devilly claws uh darkwing is suddenly the one tied to the stake Morgana is stumbling out onto the stage and the gates of hell are slamming shut and descending back down to the portal. So as everyone is confused and in chaos and like checking the wreckage from like this sudden demon attack, Morgana explains that the situation is even worse than they thought. She learns this whilst she's with the Elzebub. That not only can they not save Darkwing because he willingly went to hell, but all of this came to be because Goslin willingly got her magical powers from Beelzebub and thus didn't read the contract in which it said, if you get these powers, I get a soul. Mm. So through the tears, Goslin is freaking Sorry. out and explaining. <laughs> I know this episode's long. I'm just going to keep trucking through things you have to say until the end. I just had a lawyered moment. I was like, oh, never mind. I'll oh, Alexis. <laughs> Give me two lines two and then lines? we'll get to it. Go for it. Three okay. lines, a couple lines. Yeah. So <laughs> Goslin is sitting there explaining that she didn't mean to make any details, nor did she know that the powers weren't her own. Mm-hmm. Further, she didn't know that the guy she was talking to was Beelzebub. She thought he was a friendly janitor. Mm-hmm. Now, Alexis, you'll love this. Morgana stops Goslin right when she says this and essentially says, Wait, Goslin, this is fraud in the inducement. Oh my God. That's exactly what I was going to say. Oh my God. Yeah, school. Okay, the writers don't say that. And also, she's a minor, so the contract is voidable. But also, I was like, wait, this is fraud in the inducement. Oh, he's not who he says he was. Dark Damn, did this bitch pass the bar? Yes, she did. Yes, she did. And then she used that skill to go become a witch. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bam. Um, real quick, I just have to say that right there, Darkwing Duck is officially like the greatest child show that ever existed for in my <laughs> in my opinion, at least for my yep. nerdy legal uh mind. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna shut up. Okay. I'm g- <laughs> I know that's why you were like my lawyer flags were going off and I was like Alexis shut up I wrote a paragraph about this so for those who aren't lawyers like Alexis is um and who don't google things like I do uh, okay I will say Morgan doesn't say like fraud in the inducement but she basically is like yeah she's like this is an invalid contract so basically because one person tricked the other into an agreement through fraudulent representations aka the devil was acting like someone else and the contract is invalid. So apparently even the devil (laughs) respects getting lawyered, baby. Mm -hmm. So this means they can get Darkwing back because the promise of a soul for powers is no longer in place. And this is why we need lawyers, people. Boom. Boom. I swear to God, we're not all evil and terrible. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Although Beelzebub is definitely going to get his own lawyer as well. And we can question like, the so ethics of that lawyer. <laughs> he's got a lot of powerful ones down there yeah, with him in hell. Like, a lot. For sure. There's a whole team of them down anyway. Yeah. Some of the best, maybe. Anyways. <laughs> so uh, all the professors set to work. 
doing math magic specifically because you know the writers got to emphasize math is good uh to reopen the portal to hell which morgana and goslin have a plan and jump right into but they don't go into hell empty-handed they go into hell with one of the most powerful weapons that we've actually already seen in the Darkwing Duck universe. And we've mm. seen it work with incredible results. A press pass. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That'll get you Gos- in any room. <laughs> Goslin and Morgana pose oh, no. as reporters. They've got like big trench coats, like hats with little press tags on it, like cameras and notebooks. I wonder if Goslin is still the editor of her school newspaper. She absolutely is. She is going to write a scathing (laughs) editorial on Beelzebub (laughs) and and the importance of uh, correct, proper contracts. This is a groundbreaking (laughs) that he tried to see out an invalid contract. Oh, God. So... Uh, so they basically act like reporters and they're going to interview Beelzebub on like his biggest soul capture yet. Like, how did you capture Darkwing Duck's soul? Um, they play upon his pride. Obviously, he's Beelzebub, except my sins. He's prideful. He's immediately like, yeah, I'm going to pose for photos. He like, first of all, Darkwing Duck at this point is like hanging upside down, like on, yeah, like. Oh, like gallows it's very dark like in hell yeah, yeah in hell like literally flames everywhere but Holy he feels off is like yeah i'm opposed with him and grabs him over he's like smiling with all his little devils like he is Do you know stoked. who this guy is this is darkwing yeah. duck y'all because again press pass gets you into lots of places people yeah so, war zones hell mm-hmm. the white house that's it white house yeah all of Same these things are synonymous yeah. <laughs> So smartly, they take a photo of Beelzebub and the other devils with a flash so bright that it temporarily blinds him, Mm. giving them the chance to quickly untie Darkwing and use both Morgana's magic and the magic of the professors above to bring them back up from hell and reseal the portal immediately. And although obviously Goslin is devastated not to actually have any magical powers, she is happier to have her dad back. And, you know, she low-key, like, realizes that she sold his soul to the devil. And the episode ends with her being like, sorry, I didn't mean to endanger your soul. I'll do and the dishes for a month. <laughs> she doesn't offer that. She just says, sorry about your soul. <laughs> sorry. I mean, I guess yeah. at least she apologized. Jeez. Yeah. Oh and God. that's it. That's the end. And then it was Amazing. banned from the air forever. <laughs> And now we're reviving it. Bam! <laughs> I love it. Wow. Great job. Great Thank job. You. First of all, I love it because like you said, it's not explicitly Halloween, a mm-hmm. Halloween episode, but everything in there just shouts Halloween. Right. Shouts, and again, yeah. Like the writers were really seeing on Halloween. Like, exactly. They knew. They're like magic, monsters, the devil, everything. everything. Oh my gosh. Yep. I love it. Wow. Um, <laughs> I'm just, I still can't get over the, the contract defense. Oh my God. <laughs> I cannot wait until we go back in our normal episode arc until we go back to doing uh Darkwing because yeah, we didn't yep. even cover any episodes with Morgana 
And uh, we're definitely going to have to get to her because now I'm like, oh, wow, she's way smarter than I remember. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. She's badass. She's like, a contract is invalid, baby. Like, let's get this shit. I know a lot about invalid contracts. She's like, I've signed so many invalid contracts (laughs) with the devil. Evil sorceress. That's all I did. Yeah. (laughs) Invalidating contracts for people. Bam. Fraud. I'm on it. Thank you. So yeah, there we go. That's the start of our whole, our short, but I think will be very fun Halloween arc. Uh, Mm -hmm. Obviously we're casting a wide net of what counts as that. Um, And with that between now and next week for our next Halloween episode, uh, who should they, who should our listeners tell about this podcast? Um, I I think that uh, everyone should go and find a contract lawyer and (laughs) (laughs) tell them. And while you're there, just ask like, hey, uh, is it possible to have a contract with the devil invalidated? I promise (laughs) you. Asking for a friend. Asking for a friend. Not me. But I promise you, you will not be the first time or the first person to ask a lawyer that (laughs) question. Actually, guys, didn't you do a crime caper on someone trying to sue like the church or sue something? God. Yeah, sue God. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> like, go causing back to him that to crime sin. caper, folks. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, unrelated to who you should tell this week, but yes. So find a contract <laughs> lawyer and tell them. Nice. Uh, side note, I'm not a contract lawyer, so don't just like call me. Well, I guess I'm not technically a contract. Whatever. Don't call. I don't count. And I already know about this podcast. So yeah, what so are you doing? Bam. <laughs> nice. Um, I was going to say that you should also tell uh, a devil, but it's the same thing. Ah, <laughs> ah, 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 ah. Um, no, I think you should go, uh, go tell a Satanist, go ta- like tell someone who's like from the church of Satan, um, mm-hmm. you know, someone who follows Anton LaVey or someone like that. And uh, tell them to listen to this episode. We talk about the satanic panic. We talk about Beelzebub. We go to hell in this episode. It's fun. Satanists yeah, are all fun. about fun. They have lots of fun. So I think yeah. you would like this episode and podcast. Yes, do. You actually and, um, might be surprised if you go and meet one of them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're not a religious podcast. So I'm not going to Not a religious podcast. That, so. And on that... We'll see y'all next week for another Halloween spooky, oopy, ooky episode. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Saturday Morning Mysteries. If you enjoyed this episode, please share, rate, review, leave us a like, and drop a comment. We post episodes every Saturday and bonus tune tangents whenever we feel like it. So please subscribe so you don't miss the shenanigans. And if you want to follow us on YouTube, click the bell under the YouTube subscribe button to receive notifications when new videos are posted. And if you want to subscribe to the podcast, we have no idea what you're listening to us on. So just hit the big subscribe button on whatever app you're using. We we believe in you. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at SatmornMist, all the abreeds, and let us know if you have any episode or show requests by emailing SaturdayMorningMysteries at gmail.com. Thanks to Jenna Kendall for the logo design and to Ava Sakiki for the music used during this week's episode. See y'all groovy kids next week on Saturday Morning Mysteries. Bye.